Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. Welcome back to another episode. You guys, I am joined by Megan Brown, the Megan Brown. Um, I'm so excited to have her on. Megan and I met a couple years ago through a mutual friend, Emily, who you guys have heard many times on this podcast. I'm so excited that she's here. She is someone that I was like, I feel like she has so many goodies, so many like I feel like you just give great advice. You're the one that a lot of people go to. You're a great listener. Um, and you also have your shit together. So I feel yeah. like you're going to be so fun today. I'm so excited to sit down with you and, and chat and learn from you. So thank you for coming on. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I have listened for a while, especially when Rachel and Emily and everyone is on and I'm so honored to be here <laughs> and that you asked me to join. Oh my gosh, of course. Well, I know I wish I, I like we had done this before you had moved. Um <laughs> for people that don't know, um so you lived in Arlington like where I'm at right now and you are now living in New York City, which mm-hmm. is so cool, which we're going to get into because I have a lot of questions about that big move um and like how life is now, but Before we jump in, I have some fun rapid fire questions to ask. They're just random, fun little, fun little questions. Um, The first one, what is a food that you could have every day and never get tired of? Um, I feel like my friends joke and say that I'm like addicted to oatmeal, which is so lame. Like I swear, (laughs) Um, I eat it for breakfast nearly every day. Um, but if I was going to be fun and not oatmeal, it would be French fries for sure. I love any kind of potato, sweet potato, curly fry, you name it. I want it every day. <laughs> I want it. That's amazing. <laughs> um, what was a dream job that you had when you were younger? Um, funny enough, I really wanted to be like an interior designer or something. Mm. I was obsessed with HGTV. <laughs> Um, in like fourth grade was watching it regularly. Um, (laughs) and then I also thought to take it like up a notch, I was like, well, let me be an architect, which I didn't know at the time, you know, when I was like in middle school, what all went into being an architect, right? Like Mm -hmm. all of the math and like logistics and design, all of it is very comprehensive and not something I'm really interested in doing, but that funny enough was what I wanted to do when I was like growing up until I kind of realized um, that it was really hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Okay. What is your favorite TV show? Um, Okay. Right now it would be Yellowstone or Ted Lasso. Um, But like all time, I would say probably Grey's Anatomy, the old seasons, the beginning, not, not new, not new Grey's Anatomy. We don't, the OG Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. 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 Um, Definitely. That is, I've rewatched that several times. It's, it's so good. Amazing. Um, Okay. Last question. What is your favorite song at the moment? Ooh, at the moment, I really like, and this is unusual for me, um, but this song by Ed Sheeran and Luke Combs it's it just came out I think I can look at the name but um yeah. it I think it's on Ed's new album positive negative multiply I have no idea which one is on these <laughs> days um but it's called positive oh, negative multiply yeah it's something like that life goes on and I'm usually not 
uh, a, like a country girl, but you know, Luke Combs is pretty good. So yeah, <laughs> I love Luke Combs. That little friendship, Ed Sheeran and Luke Combs is so adorable to me. I'm like, yes. I would have never guessed this, but like, I'm loving it. They put a TikTok out the other day and Luke taught Ed Sheeran how to um, shotgun a beer. <laughs> I was like, he's like, so like Luke's like walking him through it. Or he's like, okay, so you just like, you make the hole here and you tilt it up. But like, once you open this can, like it's coming and Ed Sheeran's like (laughs) shocking a beer. I'm like, what is going on? So funny. How did he not go to college? Like, yeah, I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) sir. Um, Okay, cool. So let's jump in. I want, um, I'll give you like, the time you can do like a quick little intro tell everybody who you are what you do um and then we can like kind of jump into everything yeah okay well um as elena mentioned i just recently moved up to new york city in january of this year a uh, big move <laughs> and <laughs> i used to live uh you know in arlington outside of washington dc moved there right after college so um in june 2019 um, and I went to NC State University um, in North Carolina, was born and raised in North Carolina. Um, so I uh, wanted to really get out of town after graduation. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, well, where's like a close-ish city that um, is a bigger city than Raleigh? Um, and moved up to DC, didn't know anyone really. I knew of a couple people, mutual friends of friends. Um, but kind of went in blind and then, you know, grew, grew a whole group and Elena became a part of that. (laughs) And, um, I didn't grow it. I just became a part of it, obviously. But, um, I took a job here or here being DC, um, right after school. And I work in PR. Um, I work at a PR agency that's, um, you know, based in DC and Seattle and, I do technology PR, which is not what I thought I was going to do. <laughs> okay. College. So that's what I want to ask you. Okay. I have multiple follow-up questions now. First of all, I think it's hilarious. And I love when I find people that are like this, where they're, like, they're from like, I guess the South per se, and they hate country music. Like you're like, not <laughs> like, not that you hate it, but you don't love it. Right. Like, you're not a country music like fan. Um, Were you always somebody that was like, cause I mean, you were born and raised. Like, were you always somebody that was like, that's not my thing. Like I don't, or is it just like over time? You're like, it's just not for me. Well, so that's so funny to me. Yeah. What's really funny is, and this is a very big difference between Emily and I, who, you know, you lived with Emily. Um, my parents are from the North. Like my mom's from outside of DC. My dad's from New York. And so I really didn't identify as a Southern person (laughs) (laughs) until everyone was like, you know, you live in North Carolina. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Like, um, it's, it's really not the South anyways, obviously it is. Um, and in high school, as a lot of places do, we had a mega ticket, like, you know, the country concerts, the outdoor concerts, I believe Mm -hmm. they go across the whole country. Um, and it was like the fun thing for us to do was to go to those country concerts. So then I kind of got into country. And so I did like, I, I do, you know, like some music. I just never really like was grow. I didn't grow up on it. Like that was yeah. the station we had on T uh, in the car or anything like that. Um, so yeah, very different. Not where I'm from. I'm, I grew up in a suburb outside of Raleigh. 
um, not a small town. How about that? It's yeah. <laughs> not where, uh, in the middle of nowhere. How about that? Not a small town, North Carolina girl. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way too. Cause like I grew up, I mean, I, people even consider like Virginia, the South and like, I never considered Virginia like being the South, but I lived in yeah. Northern Virginia. So like right outside of DC my whole life. And so I never got into country music. Like the only time I heard country music was when I like carpooled and like someone's mom had it on. <laughs> and then I went to college like in Farmville in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and so then I started getting into all of it. But like, yeah, growing up, I was like, uh, what? No, not for me. <laughs> not for me. I do feel like Northern Virginia is not very Southern either. No, um, no, not the um, Okay. So I wanted to ask you too. So in college, um, and how you like got to know Emily really well was you guys were both on the dance team. What yeah. was that like? Cause I feel like when people go to college, especially freshman year, you're always like, okay, I have to fit in. I have to do something. I have to meet people. So people like rush sororities or like join clubs and stuff. Were you like always like when you were in high school, were you always like, when I go to college, I want to be on the dance team. Like what was your, um, like thought process before you got to school? Yeah. Um, so danced my whole life. I think my mom put me in like itty bitty ballet and tap when I was three and I never really stopped from there. Um, and I did competitive dance in middle school and high school did like my dance team in high school as well. And so I kind of just really wanted to be on a dance team, um, in college. I thought going to like a big school, that's a D one athletic school. Like that's really fun and a so cool fun. opportunity yeah you're like you get to see everything it's huge games you know yeah like dancing for the football games and basketball games and everything like that and so I knew I wanted to um you know try out for the team I actually funny story didn't want to go to NC State at first I actually was thinking I was going to go to USC or USFC whatever they call mm-hmm. themselves South Carolina yeah. um and I went down and, you know, tried out for their team. And this is no shade to the team. I'm sure it's changed a lot. But when I was trying out, the girls were not very friendly to like the newcomers or upcoming freshmen. And I just got the weirdest vibe when I was there. And I just really did not feel welcomed or like I didn't fit in. Um, and I kind of just didn't like it. And I ended up, you know, making it to the final round of the tryout. And they only had, I think like four or five spots on the team. And I, I ended up not making it. And I said to myself, as sad as I was, just because of like, obviously not making the team was a bummer, but yeah, I was kind of like, this is, this is a sign. Like I should not go here. The girl, like, this is not for me. And so I ended up trying out for NC State's team and it was a completely different ball game. Like everyone was so friendly and nice. I mean, the team was a lot bigger and, um, you know, a lot of the like incoming freshmen. So I knew that I would have like more, you know, of people my age and the coaches, you know, were like a lot more welcoming. So I just, you know, wanted to be on that team and I took, took that opportunity and joined the team. Um, and I think it was like really what made college for me um, was mm-hmm. having like that team and, you know, having those friends that I made through the team. We all were doing the same thing all the time. Like we always had practice together. We always had games to go to and it made us very close. And, uh, you know, we had some really fun memories throughout 
the, the four years that I was on the team and uh, really uh, successful, I guess. We went to nationals. We did all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I retired. So I no longer dance. <laughs> I do not dance anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, first of all, I think it's really interesting that you said, like, you didn't feel welcomed by that group of girls, I think like that's like the issue that a lot of people have, like, especially going into college is like, you feel like alone. Cause you're like new, everything's new. And like, that's what I was saying. Like you're, you're just hoping to like find your people. So obviously like it worked out for you and you've mm-hmm. like made all these amazing friends, but like, how did you like internally and personally like deal with that, that like dilemma of like, I feel like they are not my people like did that like really bring you down or were you just like on to the next on to nc state like how did you handle it yeah that's a great question i was trying and i know this is probably like resonates with a lot of your probably listeners um you know that first day of tryouts it was, or maybe the second day of tryouts it was a three-day process i was like trying to fit in with them like i was going out of my way to like kind of act fake towards what I would normally act like and I recognized that I wasn't being myself at all because I was like trying to fit in with this team and you know the the third day of tryouts I kind of just I was telling talking to my mom we were at the hotel and I was like I just don't like this like I don't like that I'm acting fake I don't act like that I'm you know doing something that doesn't seem like me um and then you know, not making the team kind of was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Like maybe I wasn't dancing my best because I felt weird or maybe I just Mm. didn't make the team for whatever reason. Right. Like, but I kind of got in the car afterwards and I was like, mom, I I, I don't want to go to school here. Like, I think I want to go to NC state. I want to try out for that team. A little bit of backstory. I did go to a clinic that they had the, the NC state team Um, And I already had met a lot of those girls and I already knew prior to trying out that I probably would vibe with them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's like a a real issue. And I'm sure you probably have experience too, like trying to fit in (laughs) is not, uh, it happens. I mean, it's, it's kind of like all around you, especially in school. Yeah. And I, I had a very similar experience. So I played volleyball, like growing up my whole life. And the school that I went to, like, unfortunately didn't have a team, but they had a club team. So as a freshman, I was like, oh my God, these are going to be my people. Like, I can't wait. (laughs) And I tried out and I think it was like the first and second day of tryouts. I had the exact thought that you had of like, they're really not being nice. They are not making me feel good about being new here. And there were plenty of other freshmen trying out. Like it was a big group of people trying out. And honestly, people that were like sophomores and whatever, there was a big group of people trying out. And I felt so like isolated and I shouldn't have. And I remember like, you know, we're doing drills and I'm like in line trying to like make like little funny comments and trying to get like make friends in the moment. I'm like, I want to like latch. I need to latch onto somebody because I feel so by myself. Right. So I think yeah. that's like a very common thing. Cause you're just like, obviously you want to make friends and you're so eager and you like want to find sense of community, but like at the same time, and I had the same realization of as you did, I was like, you know what? 
I shouldn't have to force this. Like, I don't think it's worth being on this team right now. If I already right now in this moment, not on the team, don't feel accepted. Like this is like day two, day three. And I'm still feeling like very like on the outskirts and like, I don't want to join a team that's not making me feel good. So I ended up not going to the last day of tryouts. So like, I'll, I'll never know. Like, but at the end of the day, I think like everybody has that like gut instinct of mm-hmm. I'm like meant to be here or I'm not meant to be here. And it seems like we both had that moment of like, I don't think this is like for me. I think we're just going to like, we're going to redirect, um, which I think is like great. Cause there's a lot of times where, you know, we like sense our gut instinct and we like try to pretend like it's not a thing. And you're like, no, like it's going to work out. But ultimately everything happens for a reason. And obviously you had like such a great experience at NC state and you made all these friends. I also think like being on a team like that, like with, for your specific situation is so cool because you do, you're with those people all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, you have almost just like a sisterhood, um, of people. And you've like remained close with so many people from college. I wanted to ask in regards to that, like, because I've talked about it a lot lately with, um, you know, my roommates and stuff, and we've talked about college and all of our friendships and, um, you know, there are people that like, we no longer talk to, or there are people that like things just fade away because distance, like there, nothing bad happened, but like, we're just like, we don't talk all day, every day. Like we used to. Yeah. How, like, how did you, once you graduated, how did you manage to like stay close to so many of your friends and like still keep in touch as much as you guys all do yeah um my favorite thing to do to talk to friends is I like to go on walks and I make it a point to at least call like you know my close friends from college that you know I still talk to you but you know every week or two and just just you know rant they might give them a little heads up be like hey are you around this afternoon like let me give you a call after work but I feel like it's the best because, you know, you can text back and forth, right? Like, and have good texting conversations, but sometimes it's just better to pick up the phone and be old school and just talk. And I like walking and talking and I can, you know, I end up talking to some of them for like an hour, hour and a half and mindlessly, like, don't even realize it because we're just catching up on, you know, things and life and whatnot. Um, And so I really enjoy doing that. I, I do it with my mom. I do it with my friends. I do it with, you know, anyone really who, um, like I want to keep in touch with. And then also I think, you know, our group as a whole, we've done a really good job of getting together, you know, whether that's like twice a year, we like try to go see one another and whoever city we actually just went to Miami, um, where one of our friends lives. Um, and we all got together and then like, either coming up to DC, they've come up to DC or around Christmas time, we'll all try to get together because we kind of have a similar home base area. Um, but yeah, de- definitely making sure you, it, it takes work to remind yourself yeah. like, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. Like, let me text them and give them a call or something like that. Yeah. I love that you're like, I just, I like the old school phone calls <laughs> because I think that's so nice. And also you can get so much more out and like, I think time flies so much when you're on the phone anyways, and it, it almost feels like you're in the room with them, um, yeah. which is nice. But I, I agree. Like it is work. I think that's like the biggest thing of like maintaining friendships when you guys all end up like leaving, you know, the same space as everyone is in a different spot is like, it does take work. It takes effort to like, first of all, remember that like, they're not with you and that you need to call them or text them. But 
Yeah. Um, I also feel like you're somebody that a lot of people say is um, like, you're such a good listener, such a good friend, but you always make friends feel like prioritized. Do you feel like you, first of all, do you feel like you do that? Like, do you feel like you're somebody that like really makes sure that your friends feel heard and seen? Like, is that something that you intentionally do or do you just, you're just naturally that way? <laughs> well, thank you. That is a very kind compliment. Um, I definitely, I would say like my biggest character trait in, in a friendship is loyalty. Like I'm very mm. loyal to my friends and I, mean, I care a lot about them. I care almost more about them than I do myself a lot of the time. So I feel like that might be why it seems like I put them as a priority, which I do. I just really value my friendships. Like each of my friendships are not the same. Like no friendship I have is the same and all of them mean so much to me. Like it's so different from, you know, texting somebody like I'm going to give an example of Emily. Emily and I talk every day, all day, pretty much yeah. um, over text. And we also call each other too, but we, we just keep in touch like all day. But then one of my friends, Allison, like I like to give her a call on her like ride home for work. And we just, you know, shoot the shit on the phone for like 45 minutes. And that means so much to me. Like, I don't need to text her every day, all day. Yeah. Like those kinds of conversations just, it brings me so much joy, like talking to them. So I just value my friendship so much that I like want to keep in touch with them yeah. as much as I can. So I'm glad that, you know, they think that they, I'm, they are a priority because they are a priority to me. Yeah. Do you feel like in a friendship? So you said like you feel, I mean, every friendship anywhere is different from the next but do you feel like in each friendship you're the same you give the same like you are like the listener to the friend or you're someone that like gives advice or are you kind of like all of those things to all of those friends like because I think sometimes I'm thinking about all my different friendships of like there are people that I go to specifically for okay I really need advice like I'm in like a real pickle and I need like I need like <laughs> honest truth right now or I have friends that I'm like, they're just going to nod their head as I like rant. Um, what kind of friend do you feel like you are like, like overall, are you kind of like different things for different people? Um, I am a little bit, I guess, different for different people, but I would say that you're speaking of honesty. I think, um, and a lot of people will say this, I am very honest. Like, <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I didn't, I have a, a filter that's on low. Um, so <laughs> I will tell you like it is, um, especially in situations, you know, like when, when boys are being stupid and, you know, situations like that, I will call, call it out immediately. I'm like, mm -hmm. you're acting stupid, cut it out. <laughs> and, and I love it. <laughs> Well, sometimes you need a friend like that, but then also within that, like, I know there's times where you don't, like, my friends don't want to hear the blatant honest truth, so you just got to, like, support them in, in whatever ways, like, makes sense for them, um, but I do think that a lot of my friends come to me for, like, the, an honest opinion, kind of, like, okay, this is what's going down, can you, like, give me advice, or kind of just, like, to vent, because um, I I'll always listen, like, I, like, I like hearing about my friends. I like knowing what's going on and keeping tabs on them and their lives of keeping, you know, a, a lot of the time I end up just 
being like, oh yeah, interesting, like on the phone with them, like, but I'm keeping memory of that. And then I'll follow <laughs> up with them and be like, what happened there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need more now. Yeah. Yes. Um, keeping the story. I love that. Yeah. I feel like you really are somebody that's like no bullshit, um, which I can really appreciate because I think sometimes it's really easy to just like to be the like head nodder and be like, yeah, like whatever. But I feel like people trust what you have to say and you do, you know, give your honest opinions on things. And I think like people respect friends like that. Like, I think that's why so many people are like Megan's such a good friend. Cause like you really, you care so much about the people in your life, but you really like give them everything. Like you give them your, your honesty and you're loyal. And I, I think that's like really admirable. It's like a friend because there's not a lot of friends like that out there. So that's like, you're just like you. hyping me up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I would like to think I'm a good friend, but I appreciate it. Um, yeah. All your compliments. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, okay. So transitioning a little bit, I want to talk about, um, relationships now, because you were saying that, um, you know, if like your friends are talking to somebody, you're going to tell them like, what are you doing? If it's something bad, um, what are some of like, just for fun really quick, what are some like the biggest red flags that you've seen in guys that have been talking to your friends? Like, what are some of like the standout stories that you've heard that are like, that is such a bright red flag. What are you doing? I'm just so curious. Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) I'm like, who do I call out right now? (laughs) Nobody's Um, safe. Nobody. Um, definitely a lot of times I feel like, and I see it on the other side is like when the girl, my friend is like making excuses for what, however the boy is acting. Mm -hmm. Um, so like if he, you know, when they were supposed to do a plan, let's say they made a date for like Tuesday night and he like doesn't text her until like late on Tuesday right before they're supposed to go on the day, like, oh, I cancel, whatever. And then, you know, he says whatever. And then that's one instant one, something similar like that happens again. And then the girl's like, no, he's just busy. Like he's with work. I'm like, no, but you deserve the respect. Like if he's going to cancel, he needs to at least do it in like a reasonable amount of time. This isn't like a first offense usually too. like, okay, first offense. Sure. He needed to cancel, but if he's doing this to you a lot, like total red flag like he's like Mm -hmm. not prioritizing getting to know you at all and you're waiting around for this guy who doesn't give a shit about you right like he doesn't care about your time we all know we're girls it takes a long time to get ready for a date (laughs) yes oh my god by that time I'm already dressed makeup on shoes on come on now yeah like and totally and so that's definitely like one major red flag that I think a lot of girls disregard for a while is just kind of making those excuses for them um and then similarly it's like the bread crumbing situation uh where they kind of like text every now and again um just like leading them on but not really making a plan or doing anything um mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta be like the I love saying this right now is BFFR, but be fucking for real like <laughs> it's like okay if he hasn't made a plan with you in you know uh-huh. and you've been talking for a while like be fucking for real like he's not gonna make a plan with you so kind be of honest with yourself yeah, yeah. no for <laughs> sure I think like a lot of times and like I want to get your thoughts on this like there are so many I mean so many people I know and so many like girlfriends in my life that are so great and like never get the opportunity to 
like actually go out on dates with people. And like when they finally do like whatever happens, but it's the lead up that really irks me as a friend, like sitting by, because I feel like what you're saying, it's like, okay, like this took way too long to even get to this point. And Mm -hmm. if he's already starting out, like starting out like this, like, why, like, why do you want to go so bad? Like, why, why does it matter that much? Like there are so many other people that you could go out with that would probably put more effort in already. Like I want all my friends to feel like the most important person in the room. And if like a guy is like barely giving you anything and that's like, you're holding on to like nothing, like it kills me as a friend to watch. I'm like, you're so much better than that. Like, who cares? Like, why do you want him so bad? And I don't know if it's like a girl thing that, you know, like, especially as like young girls, you always like romanticize whoever you're going to be with when you're older. And you're like, oh, like, I'm going to have like all of this, stuff. like you have like a vision in your head of like what mm-hmm. your life is going to be. And so like, I think sometimes what people do is like when someone is talking to, or a guy is talking to them, they like, they take like one little itty bitty thing that happened that was like slightly great, I guess. And they make it like so much bigger. They're like, no, like he's the best. I'm like, he just texted you like, sup, like he's not the best, you know? And I think like we hold on to like the little things, like we make excuses for them because like we want it so bad, Mm -hmm. but that's also like a little sad. Like you're so much better than that. Like you don't have to grasp at straws. Like you can like hold on to the real thing. Like I completely agree. It's so hard to watch like a friend. Sometimes you're like, stop making excuses. What are you doing? Be fucking for real. Yes. Good God. Um, okay. So you, a little thing about you, you moved in, um, to an apartment with your boyfriend and you, he's so great. Shout out Connor. Um, but you guys have been dating for a while and what, I guess the big move was like what we've been saying this whole episode. It's like such a big, <laughs> it was a big move, but how long had you guys been like thinking about living together? Like, did you have a moment you personally of like, I see myself like being able to live in the same space with this person because that's a big thing. Yeah. That's a big thing in a relationship. Like you can be in love and you can really like the person, but like, do you see yourself sharing a space? Totally. When did you have that moment? Well, and what's funny is I listened to your your podcast with TJ and like about moving in and everything and I was like I was like I'm having flashbacks (laughs) to me and Connor like figuring things out um Mm -hmm. so for reference I lived in the outside of the DC area moved there in 2019 and then last summer I was in a pretty bad accident and um had it so suffered from a a really bad brain injury. Um, and from that I had to take off some time from work, um, you know, and I wasn't really allowed to watch TV or listen to music or listen to podcasts. So kind of just sitting there with my thoughts for quite some time. (laughs) And yeah, during that time though, I was thinking, and I was like, I really want to change, you know, I want something different. Um, I love DC. I really do. And I love my friends there. Um, and I, I, at the time, you know, like I wasn't working at my job, but like finding a new job was just kind of off the table. It wasn't something that I was looking to do because I wasn't even working. Right. Like I was kind of in a weird space. And I, I always knew I wanted to move somewhere else after DC, you know, like somewhere different. And so kind of started thinking about that, um, and was talking with Connor about it. And we had visited a few times, our friends up in New York, 
um, and just really loved it. Like we saw ourselves living here. It seemed more manageable than, you know, those trips we made in high school and college where you're doing all the tourist stuff. Like we were yeah. actually doing regular people things on the weekends with our friends, mm-hmm. not like going to the top of the Empire State Building every Saturday. <laughs> um, Wait, that's not what you do when you no. live there? <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah, we went up all of the top of the buildings. We go to them all. Um, every we <laughs> rotate, rotate them. Um, but through that, we just I started talking to Connor about it, and he similarly was like, "I, you know, I want to move too." And so we just kind of were talking, and it just so happened that we were both like, "Okay, like New York, let's move to New York," and we just kind of were crazy and we're like okay let's move to New York <laughs> okay, all of a sudden let's do it. um and with that uh we weren't really planning on moving in together if we were going to be living in DC still but that was kind of a different story but it was moving to New York very expensive right and obviously we're pretty far into our relationship that we saw the opportunity to move into e- with each other one, to save a little bit of money, but two, obviously we were ready to take that next step. And so as nerve wracking as it was, I was like, oh crap, like, are we going to, like, am I going to live with a boy? Like what? Oh, boy. <laughs> am I, I really going to share a bathroom and a, like all, all the things with a boy? Like, oh, um, but I feel I, and I have to say like, there's, I don't regret it at all. Like I love living with him. I think we really have gotten to know each other better. We, it's been so fun. Like, I feel like going, we started all over from our relationship. It's like, we're silly, goofy, like living together. It's just the best. Um, And so, yeah, it just kind of came about and we were like, okay, we're going to, going to do this. We're moving to New York. And it was nice too having him there. Like we, we were in this together, right. Moving to a big new city. um, So we could lean on each other because it's kind of crazy up here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh. Can you go outside today? Is it okay to go outside? Oh, yes. Now it is. And what we're oh referring to, I guess, if like people are listening, the Canada wildfires brought in a bunch of smoke and smog and all that kind of stuff. On Wednesday, it was completely like dystopian, scary apocalypse. Yeah, it definitely looked like the world was coming to an end um it looked so scary and even here like dc was getting it so bad but like the photos that i had seen of new york i was like oh man yeah our, our apartment smelled like a burnt toaster it was so weird <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh okay well first of all i love that you're like having the best time with it because i think like that's such a it's such a funny thought like oh god i'm gonna live with a boy um mm-hmm. That's what I'm like. I find it so funny because I have been living with girls for like three years now and we just, it's a different, it's very different. And you know, like the people I live with, like, it's just a very different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I am curious how it'll be once, you know, I, I have to live with a boy. Um, but I'm so glad it worked out. And I feel like, um, like taking this next like step in a relationship is so, like exciting um what was something that like surprised you about like living with him and like moving in with your boyfriend in general like was there something that you were like oh yeah there's a couple things I'd say one is 
you know, when you were hanging, I guess you probably know this too, because being long distance, when you are together, you'd like kind of do everything together. Mm-hmm. It was kind of surprising that we just, there's certain times of like in the evening, like if we're booked, we're just kind of doing different things. And it's not like an issue. It's not like I'm, um, like we don't have to do everything together. It's not like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym now. Like, are you coming with me? It's kind of like, okay, like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to go on a walk. See you later. Or, you know, I'm going to run my own errands. Um, You don't have to do everything together, which kind of, I guess, surprised me in the sense that, you know, I maybe was expecting us to do things more together because when we were together on the weekends previously, it was kind of like we did everything together. Um, But I, I liked it. I like doing our own thing. I mean, obviously, we spend a lot of time together, but, you know, it doesn't feel like obligated. Like if I want sushi yeah. and he wants pasta, like it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, well, like, I'll go get my sushi and you go get your pasta. <laughs> like, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so same with like just living with a boy in general. Maybe this is like uh, I say this to Connor is like what is the most surprising thing um, is that when you ask them to do something, <laughs> just know that they're not going to do it in the time that you think they're going to do it. They're going to do it in like another eight to 10, you know, hours or maybe like two business days later. Is it eight to 10 business days? Oh God. Well, like you ask them to do something, you're like, oh, they'll do it today. Well, they might do it tomorrow. Might be the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Men. Um, no, and I, so we had had a conversation, you and I sort of about the whole like, I feel like I still get to do what I want to do. I had of like my own routine and he mm-hmm. sort of has his own routine and we're not feeling like we're ignoring each other by any means, but like we both have our own lives. We just like happen to be living together and like we're in yeah. a partnership. And I found that like really refreshing because I think a lot of times when people get in relationships, they almost like merge as like a person, like they don't necessarily keep their identity anymore. Like they became like their significant other and like, you know, it's really easy to do that when, especially when you're living with someone and you kind of just like, you know, to an extent, like you're blending each other, you know, your lives are kind of merging, but, um, I think it's really nice to hear that, like, you're still able to do what you want to do at the end of the day. Like you're still, you know, maintaining like a routine that like was important to you and like, you can go get different food than him and that's okay. And things like that. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of times, especially when people move in, it's like, okay, so like, do you want to come with me or, you know, and it's, it's the whole, like, what do we do now? Cause like, are we just supposed to do it all together and like hold hands while doing it? Like, <laughs> it's such an interesting no, like, shift. Yeah. Um, was that sort of your mindset when you did move in was like, and did you have the conversation with Connor saying like, Hey, just so you know, like I, you know, I, I like doing certain things during the day and I like doing this at night. And like, this is like, this is kind of like a non-negotiable for me. I'm just going to continue to do it. Or was it just sort of natural how you kept a routine for yourself and did the things kind of independently from him? Um, definitely. We had some conversations about it. Like, I feel like one, just in general, again, a relationship communication obviously is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but my former boss who I like consider as like a mentor, a friend, um, you know, I was talking with her about moving and, and all that kind of stuff. And she told me to value yourself, like when you're living with someone else and value your friendships and obviously value your relationship, but don't forget about yourself um, when you move in with somebody. And I really took that to heart. Cause I was like, okay, like, sure. I'll pick up or make, 
like things of his or you know make dinner and stuff but like also make sure it's like reciprocated because you're valued too um and Connor and I had you know conversations about it and it there's still like times where we're kind of like oh well I'm gonna go do this with my friends like do you want to come obviously he's friends with some of my friends but if it's like a girl's night you're kind of yeah. like okay <laughs> but it's like you know you you have peace um it, it just like comes with time and like learning I think we we've done a really good job about you know talking about it and I think that that's probably really important um just a tip in any relationship really is yeah. to to talk about it don't let it get swept under the rug mm-hmm. no and I love that I think like that's, I mean, I say it, I think every episode ever is like communicate with your partner, like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, I mean, even now, like sometimes I struggle with it too. Cause I'm like, I like to hold things in. That's like my little fun red flag. Um, <laughs> and I like hold everything in and like, I don't like, I'm not great at talking about it, but in my relationship specifically, I'm like, that is our one thing that we're good at. Like we will, say if something's like on our mind or if we're upset about something like it's going to be said and we're going to figure it out um and I think that like with like moving in with somebody like having that conversation and figuring it out at the beginning I think is really nice um but yeah I was actually going to ask you like what would like some advice that you would give to somebody moving in with their significant other because I think like what your like mentor and your friend said was great but do you have something like off of that that you would say to someone that's like nervous about moving in with somebody or just moved in with their significant other? Yeah. Well, so I think this is like a TikTok trend and I don't know if you might've seen it, but it was like, I think I saw it from like London and Olivia at first, but I don't you mm. know, love them. They're fabulous. I'm obsessed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was kind of like, this is what I do and this is what she does kind of thing. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily a great advice because you always have to compromise right you like there's times where you, you might have to do whatever they want to do you know, whatever um but you know Connor and I had a conversation after like living together for a little bit we were kind of like okay so like you hate grocery shopping like you're <laughs> terrible at it me talking to him um he becomes like a completely different person when we enter a grocery store we were talking about yes. this yes it's almost like he he just does not want to be bothered I'm like what do you want to eat for dinner and he's like I don't know I don't care I'm like oh my god (laughs) we're in the grocery store we're also in the a New York grocery store that's a little chaotic like right there's people everywhere I'm like all right so realized you know I I'm just you know I'll do the majority of the grocery shopping if you tell me what first you want but also like there needs to be times where you also go to the grocery store. Like it's not going to be me all the time, but I'm happy to do that. If you also reciprocate in some other way towards like a chore, quote unquote. So like he, I don't fuck with his vacuum. Like I don't get it. (laughs) I don't know how it operates. Like I feel like an idiot and I'm like, that's all you, you're going to vacuum. You're going to do it once a week. And that that's your job because Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I'm not, I don't know how to operate the I'm not touching it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So kind of like, I would say like advice is just recognizing your strengths and like maybe your weaknesses. And I'm being very like small about it, like obviously like chore wise, but even just like, I need alone time 
like 15, 30 minutes every day. Like, I don't want to talk to you after a long day of work. Sometimes like, I just want to sit in silence or something like that. Like you need to explain that to them because if they don't know that you do that or want that, then, you know, you'll get more annoyed with them. And then you're just kind of like, okay, like I, now I'm just annoyed with you because you (laughs) wouldn't let me (laughs) sit in silence, um, have a moment of reflection. Um, but yeah, I, I think like taking that like little TikTok trend and thinking about it like a little bit less literally, but more or less like, what am I good at? And what are you like, what are you good at? And what do you don't want to do? And what do I want, don't want to do? And kind of making like a little bit of like a teamwork effort, um, I would say. Yeah. The best. (laughs) I love that. I think that's really important too. And I think it's weird when, like, as you're talking about like, okay, I just kind of want to sit in silence for like, can you just not? (laughs) It's interesting. Like everybody has like a way of living. Like we've all just like been our, our own people. We're in our own world per se. Like we have certain things that we like to do. We have certain things that we do without knowing we do it. So mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting when you put somebody else into that picture of like, oh, so like you want to like do X, Y, and Z after work. And like, I don't like, I need like a minute. Yeah. It is interesting to like sort of figure out what that dynamic is going to be. Um, But I think like delegating and figuring out like how everybody works in the relationship or like how everyone likes to live. Like that's really important to figure out beforehand. Yeah. Um, but I think that's great advice. Um, okay. Speaking of advice, we had some listener questions for you. Um, so we had, I had put on my Instagram story. If you have questions about friendships, relationships, um, send them in because we have Megan fucking Brown on the podcast. (laughs) Um, okay. So first question, um, I pulled from that was what are your biggest red flags when dating? Um, well, we kind of touched on some of them before. Um, and I know, (laughs) I remember a podcast that I listened to you, of yours that I listened to, uh, like a while ago, it was uh, like red flags in general. And like Mm -hmm. somebody somebody was like flip-flops. I was like, what? (laughs) That was Emily. Yes. I don't say that red, I don't, I wouldn't say flip-flops are a red flag. It depends (laughs) where, what, what situation you're in. Um, but I do think that if like in a red flags for, for me, for when I was dating and stuff is like stuff that's important to me. Like, let's say I really care that it, that he texts me every day. It doesn't have to be like all day, every day, but I really care that he like, at least we, we text if it's me texting him first, but we, we at least like have a little bit of communication. Um, and that's something that's important to me. And he doesn't do that. And I like compromise and I'm like, oh, it's totally fine. Like that's a red flag, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. he's not going to change. Let me tell you girls out there, he won't change. That right there, put it on a fucking t-shirt. Like he won't change. Men will not change. You can't change a man. <laughs> yes. It's, I, it's so, I know all of us have done this, like talking to a guy where we thought we could like change him and he, he would dating me will like make him more, you know, like committed and like be fucking for real. Like, no, it won't. <laughs> Seriously. Be though, fucking for real. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, it won't. And I think like a lot of seeing a lot of my friends relationships too. And, and, you know, things that I did, it's like, 
if they're not making you a priority in general, like even at the beginning, I feel like that's a huge red flag. Like at the beginning is when you should be like giddy and you want to talk all the time and, you know, you're excited to see them. And if they're not even doing that in the first, you know, month, two months, what have you, like you're already having issues. It's just not, it's not going to work out, you know, like <laughs> it won't be long one. term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what we were saying earlier. It's like, and then you kind of make an excuse maybe of like, why? But I think like a first month, like probation period is very important because that's when you learn about someone's habits. That's how you learn like what they're going to, how they're going to treat you. I think you learn everything in like that first like block of like time. Um, and if they're like somebody that's not texting you back or not making an effort, then like they're not going to do that once they like have you quote unquote, like right, once yeah. you're, if you end up getting in a relationship with that person that like has from the jump, not giving you time and effort and like not prioritized you, then like, what makes you think that they will, once you are dating, they're not, they're not going to yeah. change. They don't yeah. change. Well, and on that, um, you know, my friend Alexa, um, she was my roommate in, in, um, Arlington and she has great advice as well. She said to me too, and she even told herself this, it's like, if you're expecting them to text you every morning or text you goodnight and you didn't tell them that. I was going to say, and you didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be disappointed, right? Like if you want them to take you out on dates and you're like, why isn't he thinking to like take me out and make like a date of my, you know, like whatever. If you don't express that to them, sometimes they're not going to know and then you're just making yourself upset. So like, if you, you got to tell them, you got to tell them, like, I do want you to come up with dates or I do want you to text me every morning. Like if you don't, then you're just going to be disappointed mm-hmm. because he's not, but he might, <laughs> he might, if you tell him. Yeah. It is <laughs> funny. Cause like I would set like expectations in my head and then like not communicate those expectations. Yes. And yeah. then I'm upset. <laughs> And they think everything's fine, but like, I'm upset because in my brain, I thought you were going to do X, Y, and Z and you just didn't, Yeah. but they don't read minds. Like, and I think if you, if you, if something is important to you, like you have to communicate that at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and then it's up to them to figure out like if they're going to do it and if, if they care enough. So okay. for sure. Love that advice. We got to get Alexa on the podcast. Yeah, you should. <laughs> she's great. Um, she's so great. Okay. Next question. Um, what is your advice on cutting off a bad friend on cutting off a bad friend I have had for years? Ah, yeah, this is tough. Um, I think one is, you know, you, like I was saying earlier, you got to put yourself first and Mm -hmm. do what's best for you. I'm not sure what the situation with your friend looks like, but if they're always dragging you down, like every time you talk with them, like you just feel drained and you feel tired and you're just like, oh my God, like, I can't, I don't know why I'm doing this still. Like, why do I still hang out with them? Um, I would recommend just taking like, you know, taking a break for yourself. Like you deserve it. You deserve to, you know, feel better about the relationship. And with that, it's just like, you can kind of reflect, like you just, maybe don't text them back or maybe just don't like, if you feel obligated to reach out to them, like maybe just don't reach out to them for a while. 
and, and give you that space. Um, and, you know, see how you feel. I mean, you don't, friendships, you know, you want to stay friends, especially if it's been a friend for many years. You want to stay friends with them because it's like the principle, like we've been friends for 10 years. Like, yes, but, you know, you change, they change. You still can be friends or friendly in certain contexts, but you might not be as close as you used to be. And I think mm-hmm. recognizing that, you know, you've changed and that, and during that like reflection period, kind of like establishing like, okay, like I can't do X, Y, Z with them, or I can't keep reaching out to them to ask to hang out if they're not going to reciprocate that. And it, and it's draining or, and whatever the situation may be, but that's what I would say. What about yourself? What would you say? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I like what you said. I think like the draining aspect of it is very interesting. Cause I'll look back on friendships I've had. And I think to myself, like, I always felt like bogged down after. And um, that I think is like a very good tell of like, okay, this person is not benefiting me anymore. Um, And I don't feel like good around them. And I think that's the whole point of having friends. Like everybody's born into a family, um, Mm -hmm. but my friends are my chosen family. And that's the cheesiest fucking thing I've ever said. But ill but at the same time like they are like these are people that I have like picked to be in my life like I choose to love and care for them and I choose to have them in my life and if that's if that's not being reciprocated or if I feel bogged down or tired and drained from like being a friend to them like that's that's I think a huge red flag Mm -hmm. um but I think what you said about like you know, people hold on to like the principle of it. Like that's, that's, I think the hardest thing for people and everywhere. And like, I've talked to so many people that have had lifelong friendships and I'm like, oh, well, like, you know, like, where is your friend? Like how, and they're like, oh, we don't really talk that much, but like, we've been friends for years. It's like, you guys aren't, that doesn't being friends for an X amount of time doesn't make that person a good friend of yours. Like, (laughs) it's a hard thing that people like hold it's like a weird thing that people hold on to because it's like that's a good amount of time like 10 years or whatever it is like three years four years whatever yeah that's great but now like are they a good friend to you like I don't think that the time should be the reason that you you're still friends with a person so 100% it's hard though it's hard I think friend breakups are so harder I think they're almost harder than a relationship breakup and I I did a full-on episode like a couple years ago on this because I've had some some brutal friend breakups um all different scenarios but like I think those I've had horrible relationships and breakups I think my friend breakups are way worse yeah um than those will ever be because it's just a different type of like love and like care that you have for these people and I think it's just it hurts more I don't know there's something about a friend that like hurts a little more I don't know there's a sting to it definitely I totally agree but prioritizing yourself at the end of the day like if you're not feeling reciprocated in a friendship or whatever it is like I don't know why um in this situation that you're wanting to maybe cut them off but if you're not feeling I guess that friendship back then um to yeah. sense yourself yeah oof that's a tough one <laughs> um okay next question we got was 
How do you deal with friends who are icing you out for moving into your own place? Oh, this is, this is interesting, especially because, you know, I recently moved out of an apartment, like two other Mm -hmm. girls. Um, Not to say that we're doing this, but we've all moved kind of different places. Um, But I do feel like there's this level and of when you do live alone, like you have to make that extra, you know, effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard because you might feel like they're icing you up, but that's just because they might be all together. Like they lived, whatever the situation might be. And if you want to live on your own, like you clearly made that decision because you wanted to do it, right? Like you wanted to live on your own. You wanted to experience that, but you also need to know like, if you're going to want to hang out with them, like you need to make that effort to, you know, keep tabs on the text message, you know, send a note that says like, Hey guys, like, what are you guys doing? Like, come over, or I can come over or what, whatever. Um, as like shitty as it is, like, since you are on the outside, but then also communicating that to your friends being like, Hey, like, I kind of do feel like you're icing me out is there a reason why other than the fact that I moved out? Right. Like, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my roommates that I lived with, um, in Arlington, um, there was a time like during COVID where like, it was right in the beginning of COVID like 2020. And we were all kind of just like confused and weird and things were weird. Like, can we hang out with friends? Can we not hang out with friends? Like, you know, weird times that was, and I felt like I was getting iced out because I was like on the, the like kind of fear of like, I don't know if we should be hanging out with people or not, um, in large groups, right? Like, I don't know. It was all weird times. Let's just say COVID. Yeah. It was a weird time. And I told them that I was like, I feel you guys are like, stop inviting me places and stop this because I, I said no, like maybe one too many times, like, and it kind of is upsetting to me. Mm. And it was a really great conversation. We ended up, you know, talking it through. They're like, yeah, I feel like we stopped asking you because you stopped, you started saying no to it, you know, whatever it was, but having that conversation, it was like, well, actually I do want to do it. And it's kind of shitty now that you just like written that off. And, um, it ended up working out. Like we had, you know, we had a good conversation. There was like a couple of tears from all of us, right? Like oh, yeah. <laughs> as it was, but yeah, cause I don't think they were intentionally doing it to hurt me. They just thought they were being respectful, but similarly with your situation, they might just think that you want to be on your own, right? Because you want to live alone or something like that. Yeah. I think that's tough too. Cause I like was rereading the question and it seems like maybe like they're giving her a hard time for moving out, like for mm. moving into her own place too. Um, which I think is tough because like that, I just don't think that's necessarily fair, but I think being the person that's moving out, you do have like an extra layer of effort that you now have to, yeah. um, put towards them and the friendship, like you were saying too, because it is very easy to feel isolated. It is very easy to feel like, well, I'm not with them. I'm not living in that place anymore. So now I have to, you know, I have to say something or I have to initiate it. Um, but I think like with what you're, you know, you said was like, just have the conversation of like, Hey, like I'm kind of feeling this way. I don't know if you're intentionally trying to do it or 
if you're upset that I moved or, you know, whatever it may be, but like, can we have a conversation about it? Cause like I, I didn't move, you know, because of you guys, I just like wanted my own place or whatever mm-hmm. it is, like just have the conversation. Um, I think you can get so much farther in life when you just talk about it. You just like, it's so much easier to just talk about it than like holding it all in. Um, but yeah, that's a tough one, especially in the stage of life. Like we're all just trying to do our best and figure out like who we are as people. And I think if, if you made the decision to like move out and be on your own, like that's commendable and your friend should like be happy for that. And be happy for you in this new chapter, but like definitely communicate how you feel. Cause I think you won't get anywhere and you'll probably just feel worse if you, if you're feeling isolated or they're, you know, you feel like they're icing you out and you just sit in that you don't talk about it. Like you're just going to yeah, feel worse. Totally. And to give you the listener who said this, every single one of my friends who say that they live alone, they absolutely love it. They would never go back to living with roommates. So if that gives any honestly to same. You, yeah. <laughs> I've heard the same. You, like positivity towards the situation. Any hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. Um okay. Um another question. Advice on not losing yourself in a relationship. We actually really covered this. Um funny I, enough, but if you have anything else to yeah. add, go for it. I think, and I was going to say this earlier, but, you know, we kept talking, um, the types of relationships where, like, you become, like, you you stop talking to your friends as much, or, like, you're doing everything, like, oh, because, I'm going to use my boyfriend's name as an example, but, like, oh, well, Connor is doing this, so I'm going to, like, do this, too, or, you know, wait around for him while he's, you know, doing something else, because I want to be here when he's back, like, you're just losing yourself, your sense of yourself. Mm. Um, and I think what also like comes with like a long-term relationship and even like, I, I mean, I'm not married or getting married or anything like that, but like the marriages (laughs) that I've seen be successful, um, is that they do have a lot of friends. They do have their independency. They do, you know, value their personal time. Um, and that just goes for any relationship, like either of ours as well, right? Like you need to learn how to be by yourself in order to, you know, you need to learn how to be independent in order to be a good partner for somebody else. Eventually, like before I was dating Connor, I was single for a while and like, I wasn't just searching for a boyfriend like left and right because yeah. I wanted a companion or someone who'd be around and give me attention. Like I really need to turn inward and be like, what do I want out of a relationship? Mm-hmm. What's going to make me happy? I, am I making myself happy? Like is the way that I'm living my life happy. And I think that that is more important than, you know, finding someone to just be like your companion, give you attention. And ultimately if you like love yourself and love like the things that you want to do, the friends that you have, and you keep them as a priority, your relationship will reflect that. Yeah. And then you won't become like, there's always that girl who's like up their boyfriend's ass and you're like, oh my God, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or vice versa, right? It's like the boy is like, never leaves her alone. It's just, nobody likes that friend. <laughs> no. And I like, as you were saying that example, like I'm thinking of people in my life that I know. And it's like, 
yeah, you just get lost in it. Like you become this like puppy dog almost that like can't do anything on their own. Like you have to be like, I don't know, like at their beck and call and like, just be like, do you, don't you remember who you were before you dated him? I think that's like yes. so important. But I also with that, like, there are so many people that like will date to date and like date to have the companionship and like date to show off somebody. Like there are so many people that I know that do that, that they're ultimately like not happy number one, but like they, they're not taking the time to figure out like who they are as a person. And I, I'm somebody that like, is very, I think that finding yourself and loving yourself is way more important than rushing into relationship. Mm -hmm. Because if you already are, say you're insecure about something or, you know, you, you're still trying to search like who you are as a person, like, and then you jump into relationship. Well, now like, you're never going to find it. Like you're never going to figure out who you are as a person. Like now you're this other person, you're like mirroring, mirror mirroring is that a word yeah yeah um you know your significant (laughs) other and I think it's really important to like what you said like look inward like reflect on what do I want for my life what do I want in a partner what am I going to prioritize and make important um before you're jumping into relationship because at that point like that ship has sailed like you're in it now and you might not be like 100% secure And I think that is like the biggest thing about not losing yourself is to find yourself before that stage. Yeah. Um, and keep it going throughout. Yeah. The, I was going to say this too, about like the front, when we were talking about breaking up with friends too. Um, like I would say that the relationships that I know that are like one person, I would not say that that's the best version of themselves. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Like that, I find that like your significant other should make you a better person, right? Like really like sh- show your your best character traits and make you someone that people want to be around and you're still maintaining like your friendships, your you know, relationships, all those other things as well. If that relationship, whether it's a boyfriend or a friend is like I said draining you, dragging you down, making you like not talk to your friends that you've been friends with like for a while and that where we were like best friends before like that's just not like the best version of yourself yeah and so I really think and I think that my boyfriend does this for me and I'm very thankful as he makes me you know like a better he you know a better person better friend and if he didn't then you know he would be gone (laughs) that's right (laughs) like yes wash my hands now I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um no I completely agree and I also was gonna say that I think um when you get into a relationship and you feel a lot of things change within your life so like a lot of things are changing now in your friendships a lot of things are changing with how you live your day-to-day like a lot of things start to like shift and you're living a way that you didn't used to live I think that's a red flag Mm -hmm. I think that if you are altering every aspect of your life for this person, then that's not the right person for you. Because like you were saying, you should feel lifted. You should feel like you can still live the life you're living just with support, like with a partner in that and like feel Mm -hmm. like you can be the exact same person you were just with an added friend, (laughs) essentially, like with an (laughs) added layer, like with somebody that's like, I like who you are. I don't want to change who you are. 
And I just want to be an addition to that lifestyle that you've already been living. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. the way to go about it rather than I have a partner now and like everything's changing. And like, I never see my friends because like, I put my boyfriend first. Like, I think if you're just like ultimately a different person and you live differently because you're in a relationship, that's when you should like really reflect on what's going on. Cause I think that that's just not a good space to be in. It's like you lose, that's when you lose yourself. Yeah, um, definitely. So it's so interesting. Cause like <laughs> even talking about this and like, I'm going through like my catalog of relationships of like, well, wasn't really myself in that one. Like did oh, this yeah. in that one, you know, like you think about it and you're like, damn, but I, yeah. I do have to say to, you know, my relationship in college, I'm a very ambitious person. Like after college, I was like, okay, I'm moving to DC. I'm going to do this. Like the mm-hmm. whole job search was like very wearing on me senior year. But like, I knew when I got to my job, I was like, I'm going to work my ass off in order to like be successful. And he was not ambitious at all. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was just not aligning with me. And he almost like brought me down because I was so focused. I was like, I have to work. Like, I can't just like, you know, fuck off all day. Like (laughs) I need to do, you know, like there's just certain things like that. Like when I'm at my job, especially when you first started out when we were 22, like I needed to seem like I was indispensable. Like, do not fire me make me like, this is, you hired me for a reason. Right. And he just like, wasn't that way at all. And I saw that that was like a huge, like bottom line, like difference that we had that was not going to work out. Right. Like I need someone who's going to be like, hell yeah, you go get your bag, Megan, like go work. Your hell ass yeah. And show them who you're like, who you are. Cause you're a you know, good worker or whatever it might be and not be like, ugh, like, I can't believe you spend so much time at work, like, blah, blah, like just there's certain times where of course that is necessary, right? Like if you are spending too much time at work, but like you always should be supportive. And I find that a lot with Connor is like, he's very supportive. He's like, oh yeah, you, you get that promotion. Like you work your butt off. <laughs> All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like, rightfully so, like that's exactly how you should feel in a relationship is like, I'm going to do what I'm passionate about. And like, I'm going to feel supported. Like that's Mm -hmm. like the best feeling, like, and feeling seen for that too. Like, it seems like your ex-boyfriend was like, not seeing you and like, not seeing you as like a hard worker and like, not like he should have been your cheerleader at that point. Like, I'm proud of you that you want to go to this place. And I'm proud of you that you are putting all this work into finding a job and like really wanting to be successful. Like that's like an admirable trait. Like I wasn't seeing that. And I think good for you for recognizing that quality in him and saying like, that's not somebody that I see my life with anymore. Like he could be a great person, but if he's not giving me that, then like, it's not going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I want to throw in here is, um, a shout out to Connor because Connor really is so great (laughs) and everybody loves him so much. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this and this is going to be funny if you're not aware of this, but we like, so around your accident, um, Connor, I feel like we had like seen him. We like, I don't know, he may have came, like come over here and we were talking about, you know, like we, you know what we were going to do and what he was going to do and he was going to go get you and like all these things. And like, 
I just remember like looking at, I, I don't know, one of the girls and I was like, he is an angel. Like he is, <laughs> he loves her so much. And we started to say like, what would Connor do? Um, so we started applying it like to other boys. So like other boys that like, you know, everyone started dating, we'd be like, okay, but like, what would Connor do? Would he do that? And like, we'd be like, no, he wouldn't. Um, so I just want to say like, I, I really like respect your relationship. I think you guys are like such good people, such good people together. Um, and I think you guys both like support each other so well. And I think you're such a good, like role model relationship. Um, and I'm like, so glad that we like chatted today because I feel like you do, you like, you know, what you want, you know, um, who you are. And I feel like you give great advice. Like you are, I feel like we're having like one of those phone calls on like your walks or something. (laughs) (laughs) Am I walking right now? No. Um, well, I'd love to give Connor the credit. He is, is a really great boyfriend. Um, you know, there, I don't want to give him all the credit though. Uh, we got to keep it real, you know, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, but you also have a very, amazing relationship and I commend you for you know doing long distance and you know you'll have a completely different life going forward living in Richmond and I'm I'm so excited for you both and I can't wait to you know hear more about that and your move and and all the planning and everything thanks yeah the big move and living with a boy so I'll keep you updated (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Oh wait, I had one more question for you. Um, someone asked how many times do you pee a day? I love this question. Elena, let me tell you, I drink an ungodly amount of water. Like it's, it's, I there. listen, I understand. I have an emotional support water bottle. It's 40 ounces. Yeah. I think it's 40. Um, no, for sure. No, I'm with you. Um, it's honestly frightening. Like, I honestly think sometimes I'm maybe like overhydrated, like, cause I'm like always there. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I have no idea. I think I count cause Connor also like shits on me all the time. He's like, Oh, do you have to pee? I'm like, yes, I do. Okay. So, <laughs> and, um, I think it was like 13 once, which was like, wow. That's yeah. impressive. Well, you know, and especially when you're working at a desk and you just have your water bottle and you just sipping like while I'm doing some work I'm like wait I just drank an entire water bottle and like mm-hmm. not very long but wouldn't recommend drinking that much but do get hydrated girls like stay hydrated for sure <laughs> stay hydrated what about you what about you oh my god I have no idea but I definitely pee a lot like especially if it's like a long work day because I'm the same like I have my water bottle it's literally bigger than my face I um think, do we have the same water bottle it's like, I don't know. It's from Amazon. I got it like three years ago. I can't, I can't drop it. Like this is my, this is my person. Um, and (laughs) I think I refill it like three to four times a day. So I definitely pee like probably up like closer to 10 times a day, but I definitely want to count now. Now I'm kind of curious because it's, I mean, it's constant. It is definitely a constant. Mm -hmm. My friends also laugh at me, but I pee really (laughs) quick. Like I'm a fast peer. Like if you're like, oh, Megan has to go to the bathroom. Like I will be out in five seconds. Like <laughs> I just let me go. I wash my hands real quick. We're done. You may, like, yeah, you may pee a lot, but like you're efficient. Like it's not gonna hold anybody <laughs> up. Like it's okay. Oh my god, that's amazing. Totally. 
I felt like that was a good one to end on. Um, No, but thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Thank you for all your advice. Um, I'm glad that you can breathe again in New York. Happy for everybody there because like (laughs) terrifying. Um, And maybe you'll have to come on again. We need to get like you, Emily, just like the duo on here. Um, Our relationship is one of a kind so it truly is I told her I was like Emily do you want to come on and she's like I'm scared of what I'll say like I'm scared to say anything with Megan like it's gonna be it's so bad um maybe we'll do it but thank you so much for coming on thank you I loved it it was so fun yay Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. If you liked today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. Hey guys, thanks so much you for listening. You can also follow Be Girl sure We Gotta Talk on Instagram Girl we gotta talk at Girl on we gotta Apple Podcasts and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast. If you liked today's episode, head over to Apple podcast hit the five stars if you want to watch a review episodes, and let me know what you out. thought Girl, we gotta talk i seriously love hearing your feedback episodes. it really means the world to me if you, you guys again episode, so much for listening over to talk apple to podcast hit the Bye. five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought i seriously love hearing your feedback it really means the world to me thank you guys again so much for listening talk to you guys next week bye